0: Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Brooklet Games. Go to patreon.com backslash Brooklet Games for beautifully crafted content that provokes creative problem solving and dramatic scenarios. Brookletgames.com, find zines and more. Patreon.com backslash brookletgames. <laughs> welcome to wobblies and wizards i am your host logar the barbarian and today my guest is rp davis the chief cook and bottle washer and everything involved at kabouter games welcome
1: hello thanks for having me
0: no doubt it's good to have you it's good to have you know what is kabouter games and can you tell us a little bit, a bit about what you're putting out and making over there
1: Well, we do a whole bunch of different things, everything from simple little things that GMs can use at their table to help them out of a fix or to come up with adventure ideas to complete adventures to uh, full-blown role-playing games. So we've got bunches of stuff on our drive-thru store and on our website. And uh, yeah, we're just having a whole lot of fun over here.
0: Well, I, I've got. I'm curious. What I was, I was looking at some of the D66 uh, charts and, and stuff that you have here, and there's some interesting things that I'd like to probably try to roll on a few and see what we can get before the end of this episode. But before that, what 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 full fledged games? Can you tell me about some of the games that you have available?
1: A couple of years ago, Chaosium, the folks behind Call of Cthulhu and RuneQuest and all that, oh, yeah. came out with OGL for their basic role-playing system. And I've been playing those games for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) I am a gentleman of a certain age, and I I love that system. I think it's humongously versatile. I much prefer it uh, percentile-based game to a D20-based game. So I locked onto that, and I took a setting that I've been using for years and made a game out of it. And to the best of my knowledge, it was the first full game um, made with Chaosium's OGL. It's a lot of fun, but that's that's the first game that we did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the problem I have with that Chaosium, it, for, I love Chaosium, don't get me wrong. I've got, I, I've, I've been playing uh, Call of Cthulhu, I've probably played more than any other Chaosium game. Right. Um, but the basic role play book the actual book for the generic system is always out of stock and it came back in stock recently like on print on the site for a minute and it was like oh oh i'll have money by the end of the week and then i go over there to get it and it was already sold out i could never get a copy of the stinking book
1: yeah it, it, it goes quick <laughs> i'm lucky enough to uh I'm lucky enough to have a copy, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think they're available digitally, too, if you're willing to deal with that.
0: Yeah, I think I may have a digital copy. I got a lot of di- but I, I, have a, I have a rough time reading digitally. I really oh, it's need-
1: like 500 pages, man. It's humongous. <laughs> you could you could certainly kill a lot of spiders with that around the house.
0: Now, 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 tell us about some of the other stuff that you've been putting out, if you could.
1: The, the thing that I think I am I am most proud of is our really rules light game called Spears and Spells. Spears and Spells. Fantasy game uses D6s only, and it's just, you know, you can be up and playing in like 10 minutes flat. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really easy also to tailor a char- character in that. I mean, it, the GM doesn't roll anything. It's all the, the players do all the die rolling. And it's just, it, it's a lot of fun. The, the play testers had a blast with it.
0: Uh, D six only systems seems to be the thing that's been popular around here lately. I've really been getting into them and, and discovering a lot more. I really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's easy when, you know, if you're off somewhere like many, many moons ago, back when rocks were soft and we had to mold our own dice out of the magma still welling <laughs> up from the earth's crust. I wore a uniform and went down range a couple of times and, you know, you always forget to take your dice with you. But you can yeah. get D sixes anywhere. Yeah, you can they just pick are... some squares of something and take a sharpie and draw some dots on it, and boom, you're done. <laughs> so it's oh. it's good to it's good to have entire systems based around just having a palm full of D sixes. Yeah, Looking at you shadow run. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, I, I when I wore a uniform it was probably the point I played the least in my
1: life. <laughs> oh, man, we played like twice a week everything from battle tech to well, first edition. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that it did. We, we learned really early. D sixes are your friend.
0: Yeah, we, we were, we did a little bit, uh, here and there with the coat. We could shared sure bar- I had to share barracks with the coast guard at one point in time. And the Coastie there was, was our DM and we played a few times, but it was, it wasn't many times that we actually got together to play though. So. That was just that was my low point of gaming was probably the, the lowest point that I played. There was there was a couple other groups here and there but and I've heard a lot of people really got into it in the military but that was not my experience. Yeah, we had a <laughs> solid group.
1: The the whole time I was at Bragg, we had a solid group and we were playing on uh we, we didn't much play on weekends, but mm-hmm. well payday weekend we never played
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know about that
1: (laughs) you know how that works but other weekends where you're going through your change cup looking for enough to go down to the bx and get you a a bottle of something you know that that's when we played
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it was there was like one weekend that one weekend there as soon as you got paid just like okay We're going out to wherever you were stationed. I spent a lot of time toying on Palms. So we ended up 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 in L.A. and and, and Vegas and San Diego a lot running around through there.
1: We'd go down to Myrtle Beach. Oh,
0: nice. Nice. Myrtle
1: Beach still had a it had a a, was it a naval air station or an Air Force base? Anyhow, they had a they had a a hospitality house Mm -hmm. that we could fit like a dozen guys in for 50 bucks. All told. Nice. So we just pile up down there and then go on strip down in Myrtle Beach. We're getting far away from our topic.
0: <laughs> oh, that happens on here occasionally. Anyhow, let's go back to some of these games. You yeah. sent me a few of these, a few rumors tables. I'd be curious to to check some of these rumors out and, and see what's in here that folks could roll up.
1: Yeah, if you're looking at the rumors book, I think there's six tables in there. Each of those are D66. And D66 is a cool mechanic that, I'm given to understand comes from Japanese RPGs, and essentially you read it like percentile dice. Mm-hmm. You designate one as the tens and one as the ones. One die is the tens and one die is the ones. You roll the pair of dice and you get a number. Could be anything from eleven to sixty-six.
0: Well, I'm going to go ahead and do a, do a couple rolls on a few of these real quick and see what we have in here. Yeah, fire away. I've got a thirty-three. That's easy to read. George Jackridge secretly bribed the sheriff. He doesn't want to lose his moonshine still. That was the rumors table. But then there's more rumors table. You would not believe what I just rolled. Guess. (laughs) I rolled a 33 again. (laughs) Wow. What are the odds? War is brewing on the Eastern borders. You mark my words. Then uh, I'm going to do then even more rumors table. (laughs) I got a 15 this time, which is not a 33 thing. A magic sword appeared last night stuck in the blacksmith's anvil. They say whoever can pull it out will win wealth unaccountable. Now, I got a few more other um, D66 tables here that you sent me as well. Is there one that you think I should, uh, that might be interesting? Try the
1: Hooks Volume 2. Adventure
0: Hooks Volume 2. Yeah, that one.
1: Adventure Hooks, that one's not yet quite, that one's not yet live on Drive Through DriveThruRPG. I, I haven't put it up yet. That's one that I just released to my Patreon supporters.
0: Oh, so I got 23 here. Still rolling those threes. This is three heavy right now. The adventurers enter a city for the first time, and after a few hours wandering about to see a man carrying a particular sword, one of the adventurers recognizes it. It was his father's or mother's sword. The man, Felix Hartpound, has no idea who the adventurer is or what they're talking about.
1: There's a bit of a story behind those two, and that that is that, like most GMs, I come up with ideas all the freaking time. And I have a <laughs> notebook. And I, I looked on my Google Drive one day, and I had dozens of files with, like, cool titles and everything that I was going to write into full-blown, full-blown adventures that was just a paragraph or a couple of sentences and i said you know what i'm never going to write these up so i might as well put them some put them out there somewhere where other people can get hold of them and maybe make something cool out of it
0: no, it's so. that's it's a, that's a great it's a great thing to do with them cuz often you do you have uh, all these ideas that are floating around in your head especially as a DM you're constantly coming up with
1: stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> so
0: always. why not make adventure hook charts That's a, I appreciate that. That's pretty brilliant there.
1: <laughs> and it's cool cuz you, you can roll on the table if you if you like the seat of the pants at at the table mm-hmm. and just drop these things into play and if they bite on it, great. Then you have something that you can chew on. And if they don't bite on it,
0: man, eh, nothing lost. Yeah, and, and uh, as for a style of gameplay, I, I tend to try to, uh, I, I I like to try to follow my players where they take me. And having lots of different things to seed out there that they could bite onto and take different places is a positive yep. thing to have in-game.
1: Yeah, so. it is. It's why I like hex crawls. Same thing. Oh, uh, Random yeah. generation.
0: I was and I didn't come up on hex crawls like I I was I I got into like sci-fi superhero games before I got into fantasy games and hex crawls oh, okay. was something that I got into later on down the road that was not what I was used to but I've grown to love hex crawls and 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 really get into as it. a cool thing now how, so I brought that up I'm curious I like to ask folks how did you get into the games and what went took you from getting into them playing them into putting your own stuff out there
1: oh geez well it was 1980 <laughs> and uh a friend said hey we've got this really cool thing and i know you like you know fantasy stuff because i was always bleating on about lord of the rings <laughs> and uh did a bit of report in like my 10th my sophomore year of high school on the silmarillion for pete's sake and anyhow <laughs> and he said uh why don't you come over to my house this weekend because we got this game that we want you to try and i go over there and it's a stack of the first edition ad and d oh books. yeah so yeah that that's where it started <laughs> <laughs> and then we got into other stuff like uh, Call of Cthulhu mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that and then you know I got I graduated high school but got into the, the army and went and did stuff played games there did bunches of different games because we weren't just into you know first second edition D&D like I said we're into battle tech and all you know oh, yeah. giant mech suits and stuff <laughs> like that and uh, we played some Shadow Run and some Twilight 2000 Oh. Then what? When I got out, went to university, and you know, went back to second edition D and D, and then into <laughs> other bunches of other games, and you know, got exposed to a lot of different things. Rollmaster, oh god, oh yeah, <laughs> the old the Rollmaster.
0: They're supposed I mean, to be a new. My, that's role my wife's favorite out. game. There's she a new Rollmaster coming out. Apparently, they've got a new a what? New, yeah, really? I just saw this on the internet. Apparently, at a recent con or something, they had stacks of role Master core books that have just been put out. I'm, I'd like to (laughs) I I
1: have three ring binders full of stuff from back in the day. And that all came from my Middle Earth addiction because they had Middle-earth role-playing.
0: Yes, I remember this well.
1: Before before the One Ring, like a decade before the One Ring. And I bought it just because it was Middle Earth, you know. Oh yeah. Never really had a chance to play it until, you know, like, oh God. When did my wife my wife and I have been married 21 years? So it was shortly after we got together that she's like, "You need to play this plop," <laughs> and then you know, Rollmaster came into my life, and that's a really cool system too. But you know,
0: and see, that's one that we always had floating around within our game group, and I know I had a few Rollmaster books here and there, but I don't think we ever actually did a Rollmaster campaign.
1: It is uh, a <laughs> system <laughs> mastery is a thing. Rollmaster <laughs> is oh
0: man. I do remember being a little intimidated with character creation in that one.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean it's not like other games where you can your character can die in the middle of gen, in the middle of character <laughs> generation, but I it's still pretty bloody complicated. <laughs> I
0: do appreciate the one where your character's known to die during during character creation. It's a, it's a pretty and, a pretty good uh, good classic game.
1: To answer the second half of your question, I got into creating stuff for sale like a month after DMS guild went live.
0: Ah, yes.
1: Because I'm sitting around the house and my wife and I just moved and I had yet to put a group together. And she said, you're always fiddling with this stuff. Why don't you write something up? And you just found out about this, this marketplace. Why don't you write something up and put it out there? And now I've got something like 200 plus thing credits on DMS guild. And a couple of years ago started up Kabouter games because I wanted to put out stuff that wasn't strictly five E mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. And that's just all kind of ballooned from there. And now it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun hobby. It's a sideline really. Excellent. Now
0: I've got a question. You have some, uh, I've noticed that you have some medieval like stock art and stuff like that. Could you tell yeah. me
1: a bit about that? That is really cool. Um, your listeners probably don't know it, but I live in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And the the Rijksmuseum, like the National Museum here, like many other museums, has an open access program where you can go on their website and they've got bajillions of high res images Mm -hmm. that you can download and do what you want with them. They're completely licensed for commercial use and everything. So what I did was leverage my Photoshop skills (laughs) <laughs> and uh, pull these images out and pull out interesting little things that other people can drop into their PDFs or print publications, stuff like that. It's all stuff that's like 600 DPI, at least 300 DPI, you know, print ready. Yes. So say so at least for, at least for uh, uh, print on demand stuff from like drive through and that kind of or Amazon prime or something prime. No Amazon, whatever, whatever Amazon's print on demand thing is. So, yeah, it's usable in all of that. Most of it has I think all of it has transparent backgrounds. We're coming close to time. Could you tell the
0: listeners where they can pick up your stuff and where they can find you online?
1: Absolutely. Um, I'm all over social media as Kabouter Games, um, Kabouter RPG, to be exact. So Twitter, Facebook. How do you spell that? K. The K is in Kilo, A is in Apple, B is in Bob. O is an Oscar, U is in uniform, T is in tango, E, Echo, R, Romeo, Kabouter RPG. Um, Like I said, Facebook, Twitter. I just joined Mastodon because everyone said Twitter is going to explode. So I went, all right. (laughs) (laughs) We have our own discord. Um, There'll be links for all of that, presumably in the show notes. You can find our stuff at uh, KabouterGames.com is our website. And uh, links to everything is are up there. You can sign up for a newsletter and get free stuff, which is cool. Uh, Patreon, cabouter RPG, yeah, we're I'm pretty much everywhere. I try to thread the the social media stuff.
0: Excellent, excellent. It's been great getting a chance to talk. Thank you for coming on not a problem thank you for having me on i really appreciate it if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today please give us a positive review wherever you're listening you can find us on facebook search wildlies and wizards wildlies is our blog i'm on twitter at logar hail crom i'm also on tiktok now at logar hail crom we're on patreon we can really use the support patreon.com backslash wildlies and wizards and as always keep those dice rolling